There's that really cool uh, part where Cody has to throw the... Um, the reflector? Reflector guy. I don't know. Communion wafer. I was calling them communion wafers. <laughs> they yeah. look like communion wafers. Big communion wafers. Big reflective communion wafers. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. I'm Julia. And I'm Becca. We're best friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, and this is a Star Wars The Bad Batch fan cast. And this time, we're reviewing episode three of season two called The Solitary Clone. I forgot what number it was. I forgot what number it was, too, in the middle of that. Um, and we get our first glimpse of Crosshair in this uh, season. This was time. a this solid a, episode. S- let me say, solid app. Solid app. I'm big ups. <laughs> Little League high fives to the whole crew good game, for good game, good game. second week no, in a row. No, seriously, this episode was extremely good. I I mean, I was telling you this. I was talking about this episode with a coworker earlier in the week before I had watched it, and he was like all about it. And I was like, I'm very interested to see what this episode is actually about. Yeah, I think we were Wasn't told disappointed um, like other that it people. was very a, a very like action forward kind of like Clone Wars feeling episode. And I was like, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but I was like, I don't know if we're gonna have that much to talk about. Yeah. Oh boy. I feel like uh, <laughs> there's a every, lot. To, there's time, a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Every time I am concerned about us not being able to talk about stuff, which was like also my thought, it was like, oh, if it's too much action, like what do we even talk about with action? Because like it's kind of just like. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I like it. It's like we fun. can't go frame by frame here. We cannot. We should not. I would <laughs> <Shouldn't>. say. <laughs> but if recording the last season of this podcast has taught me anything, it's that we can really talk about <laughs> a lot of stuff. Anyway, we're <laughs> not about to be concise about this. I uh, know. Um, um, okay. So big. Do we want to do sort of broad stroke plot related things? I have an interesting note just right off the bat that we do not see the batch at all in this episode. Well, yeah, that's I think what I was going to say uh, next was this is a crosshair centric episode. Um, and I don't think we got any episodes last season that were only crosshair. We got no. a lot of jumping back and forth. There was a lot of like, you know, comparing, contrasting, foiling between crosshair and hunter specifically, but also the rest of the batch. And I think we're moving away from that here. I like that we're getting specifically like crosshair POV. We didn't get that in the last season. Yeah, we're just flushing him out as a character a little more and what his role in the Empire would uh, is now. I am. Su- I will say I am surprised that he's even back in the Empire. Yeah. Not because of his... Uh, that not his he- loyalties. Yeah, like not like he didn't have a desire to do that, but I was like, surely they would just be like, Nah, <laughs> you failed one too many times. Yeah, Bye. it it seems like they wouldn't spend the time to pick him back up, but I guess they did. Um, I guess they did, and I guess they waited a month to do it. Yeah, Thirty two <laughs> days. Um, yeah. I it I don't know. It's really intriguing to have these like episodes. I mean, like you're talking about, we've never really had like an only crosshair centric episode. Like the closest we got, obviously, in the last season was the Ryloth episodes, where like the first one, the batch were, was in it for like five minutes, but like still, even like. We had the understanding that this is like very much uh, those episodes were along the same, I don't know, ethos is like what the batch operates under. Like they, I don't know, they they felt like extensions of that and kind of extensions of Clone Wars. This is interesting because it's the complete flip side, right? Yeah, we don't have like any specific active conflict between the batch and Crosshair going on at this point. Like they've they've kind of buried the hatchet in a way. They're not actively being hunted and they're not actively being like, we need to go get Crosshair back. Like that, that, that has come to a conclusion. Yeah. So we're seeing him sans batch. And I love that we start this episode out. Well, we start this episode out with um, seeing our, our new sort of um, place that the episode takes place in. Oh, which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, we have our setting. Uh, you know, when we see Crosshair for the first time, he's just like going through the motions. Like his life feels so rigid and uh, and structured and boring and monotonous again i said this when we were watching the episode but it reminds me of that episode of spongebob (laughs) where squidward finds his perfect uh utopia and he starts doing all of the things he loves doing and then it's just becoming the same thing over and over and over again and he starts to crazy and then he gets kicked out of his perfect of his perfect um i yeah i don't know canned bread for some reason (laughs) (laughs) it's perfect um we can talk about this as we go on too, but like, I really like that this episode is 
uh, it like starts in this way that it's so like concerning crosshair not necessarily the stuff on desix but like mm-hmm. it's so sad to the point where it feels like it should be a montage to the song like one is the loneliest number <laughs> like he's just like he's like uh, but i it's it got such a a vibe to it like and I think concerning like what we know from the last season and that like he is solely dedicated to the Empire because he's like, I have a purpose. I was built for a purpose and I'm choosing that and I'm not choosing to be autonomous, essentially, which obviously comes up in this episode. But like, oh, boy, does it come up? Oh, boy, does it come up in this episode? But it's really interesting that like, obviously, now we know that time has passed. It's also interesting to note that it's been like just over a month concerning like what we talked yeah. about in the last episode when it oh, comes with yeah. the batch. So like. It's really not been that long, as long as we thought last time. Yeah. Um, but I. Well, this episode could be taking place long before we join the batch. I guess that's a good point. But but it's. I see like your point. The point is, it hasn't been that long. very long. Especially um, we know specifically in this episode, it's been a month since. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a. I a, actually. It actually might be and some change, right? Because he was stuck on. We're figuring this out on the fly. Well, I he think was we're wrong. Stranded <laughs> for thirty-two days. That doesn't mean that he's been. It's been 32 days. But he just got cleared for um, active duty. Active duty. So which it's means been some more time. Yeah. Okay. So we were. So, never mind. Well, Scratch we, that. We still could have been wrong. <laughs> it's interesting to take note of that. Anyway, yeah. I, I like to see in this episode that like Crosshair is back in the Empire, which he understands to be his purpose. And previously we've seen him not necessarily like happy in that, but like content in that. Well, and it feels like in this montage, he seems like he's like really like now kind of i don't know it feels sad and lonely like it is but well and especially since he's like i mean he's just been clear uh, from medical leave but also like he's not the commander of a unit anymore and that's what he is expecting so like i think it could be interpreted at least at the head of this episode that he's he's kind of bored okay he's finally getting off of medical leave and then he asks you know charlie rampart okay what squad am i commanding and charlie rampart's just like you ain't got one, I bud. I, like, <laughs> we should take a moment. I mean, kind of breezing through this episode a little bit, but like, I love when he gets called into um, Rampart's office. That's and such like, a, number I lo- one, the lighting is fucking phenomenal. Can we talk about fucking phenomenal? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, can we talk about though too? Like, he's sitting down to eat, and the fucking PA is yeah. just like, CT. Nine nine zero four nine nine zero four. Please report to the principal's office. Office, please. Like you've got some receptionist with the PA system, just like you're in trouble. It's just I think that adds so much to the weird, like solitary, monotonous, lonely nature of that scene. Because I think previously, when people have gotten summoned or whatever, we see them get like a notification on like their calm device or something, which seems really clone on the PA. Yeah, or another. Well, yeah, that I guess. But I don't know, like, it seems more personal and like, hey, I, you know, like, I have your personal number and I'm texting you yeah. specifically or like I'm sending someone to go get you. Not just like everybody is kind of reduced to the same, unless you're a general, everyone's reduced to the same, like, you get called by the PA and the that's it. receptionist yeah. woman, Cheryl. I guess what I'm saying is that it really, really adds to the sadness of his life it's at the a tableau moment. of sadness it fully is. fully 100 percent um but yes the lighting in ramparts i was very good the lighting the clouds holy shit i love that we don't get a um like pov rampart shot it's always like the viewer is standing in the doorway looking like almost like a mouth like a fly on the wall i feel like they realized the shot was so good it's so good. Did they realize it or did they plan it? This I way? mean, they <laughs> intentionality. They, they did a thing and they're like, whoa, this is really good, actually. I mean, hearkening back to what I always talk about, but animation is incredibly intentional. Yeah, exactly. Which is lovely and yeah. we love to see it. So anyway, you were talking about this scene. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm just like obsessed with the lighting in this scene. It's so soft, um, but so imposing. His desk is way too big, but that's like the point. It's, um, it's such a... Um, departure from the sort of scenery that we get in the first part of this yeah. episode where like contrast yeah this feels very soft and kind of just like i don't know it's peaceful it's just sort of like an office it's sad like it's all gray and there's no decoration in it but we uh it's like there's like chaos happening at the other place where the imperial uh yeah imperial forces are trying to break into this independent planet and take over hostile takeover um, and then, you know, cut to Crosshair's most monotonous 
life routine now and you know charlie's boring office and yeah i really also like what we see of charlie in this episode of charlie rampart i have to use his no, last like- name <laughs> um because i feel like if we ever clip this out it'd be so goddamn confusing until uh hashtag Admiral charles rampart takes off um we'll just and continue we get to our call. yeah demands our, met. Our just desserts <laughs> but in a good way um I like that this is like, I mean, obviously like his demeanor here like adds to the monotony, but I like that we're not seeing like anything more that Rampart is giving. Like he's just, he is doing exactly what his job description is, which is a wild departure from like the last thing we saw of him, which was like murdering a man and and him falling to his, (laughs) I don't know, not to his death. He was already dead you know yeah anyway so doing like a weird heinous thing and now Mm -hmm. he's like got the fucking he's the principal of like the clone hangout and like (laughs) i don't know like there's something that adds a lot to the atmosphere that they've created by like him being very like rote and just sort of like it's giving like i've gotten to the point in my company where (laughs) i can just fuck around on the computer and no No one's gonna say anything about it and i don't actually have to work (laughs) yeah (laughs) charlie said it's stride um so he obviously gives uh crosshair this assignment crosshair thinks he's going to be in charge of a squad again charlie's like haha you bitch no uh you're not (laughs) gonna be doing that again thought oh Um, no and so he uh gets assigned uh, crosshair gets assigned to a new commander and it's cody yeah do you have anything else to say about the scene in particular well i wanted to um piggyback off of one thing that you said um which i just thought about what i said what you said oh, you, your s- smart thoughts thanks um <laughs> no i do like the uh, you brought up this um comparison between charlie and the last of ep- charlie rampart in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> and um what happened given what happens in this episode we're like yeah uh rampart fully kills a man and then kind of goes back to his nine to five like do 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 time to fuck around on the computer some more parton's nine to five (laughs) exactly (laughs) love dolly parton um (laughs) but like crosshair essentially kind of does the same thing in this episode where he like cold-bloodedly murders a woman and then has at least one poignant conversation with cody and then goes back to his daily routine but i love uh first of all i love that they, it's been bookended by that awful routine this episode yeah no that's like um, very cyclical very, it, yeah. one of my favorite parts of this by far this is one of my favorite episodes of this season i know it's three but like it's okay we're gonna say so that good. a lot and it's gonna be fantastic um but like clearly something has shifted in him and he's not quite i don't know like we see a little yeah. bit of like mm, some thoughts brewing some discontent from crosshair from crosshair yes. right and and we get absolutely the opposite from rampart he's just like this is my job and i'm doing it and i don't have any yeah. regrets or thoughts about what i what my actions have yeah. caused i mean we talked about this in the last episode but like that charlie rampart has already gone through the like questioning phase in his life at some point that oh, we yeah. haven't seen and he's just like this is what i am going to do and what i'm meant to do and it's great and he, i will yeah. literally kill for he's it he's all in he's ride or die with the empire yeah it's and it, he's yeah. living his best life sitting behind a fucking desk he's living la vida loca yeah. he is living la vida loca <laughs> but yeah no i i think that's like a good way to sum up what i was trying to say about crosshair is like it's interesting to see what he was in the last season to what he is in this season because he's like so much more i don't know it it feels like there's maybe like a, a skosh of questioning really deep down in there like oh, absolutely right because it's is. like when you get everything you want like what is there um also it, like it sucks he's alone everyone hates him like <laughs> i love to the setup in this episode of like kind of the uh weird character interactions from like crosshair to rampart and crosshair to cody like he's being pulled in these two different different directions again not in the same way that that like last season i think he was by like hunter um like i'm not gonna call cody in this episode like a complete foil to crosshair yeah. i think he's much more of like a catalyst because he's yeah here and then gone um but i yeah it's no i mean clearly crosshair's story is not over we're just kind of beginning to see him um and i I like that we get sort of a a moment alone with him yeah no for sure and i like okay so right he he meets his new commander it's it's cody Mm -hmm. he's in cody is in new armor which is sad but i think but he's also not in like the plain white which is interesting no it's like they swapped out his uh, well, they swapped out his helmet, but like he is wearing instead of his yellow and white, he's wearing gray and white, which I think is like obviously a good illustration of like the depressive zone that we've entered. Exactly. Into. Um, but I like that they meet at the like memorial wall for like 
I guess, dead soldiers. It is wild to me that they even have a memorial wall at this point, considering the fact that they are trying to, like, phase clones out. Yeah. Um, Well, another piece of little tidbit that we get um, when Crosshair goes to sit down for breakfast or lunch or whatever meal he's having um, is that, like, two clones are talking about some bill that's being put forth that sounds like a... um, Like, they're, they're basically wanting to allocate more funds to like creating an army rather than like retaining the clones that they have. Correct. Yeah. So we called the defense recruitment bill. Yes. So yeah, that we get a little tidbit of that. So we, it's weird that to me that there's even a memorial wall. Yeah. Unless this is Coruscant, which it might be. And, um, you know, it was there before the empire took over yeah it's i don't know it's interesting it's an interesting like illustrative thing to have in this episode and like at the end i feel like it kind of comes into play because there's this like one specific shot too because they meet there again like it just feels very like representative of like the past and like people who have gone and like i don't know in in direct contrast to like i mean even color wise to like the present and the future yeah i would just like i think it's pointed that they meet at this like memorial wall and also as we've talked about at the end they also have a conversation at this fucking place that like very much is representative of like the past and things that have happened and people that have gone Mm -hmm. i also like that in underlying conversation in this episode from you know people like cody and people like charlie rampart is the fact that we're not beating around the bush when it comes to the fact that clones are defecting in large numbers yeah because of i mean obviously the the situation that they found themselves in the fact that they were treated like human beings they're no longer treated like human beings the fact that they're around jedi and like their kind of vibes i like that we're kind of getting like background information about like the world around us and Mm -hmm. how that's i don't know it's not just the special people that are like leaving it's like it generally like a lot of clones yeah and i think we obviously saw that with hauser but like it's happening yeah like you said in, in kind of a quiet sort of i don't know it's just happening yeah um, and again, that goes to uh, that interview that um, Jennifer Corbin and, and Brad Rowe did yeah. where, I mean, a lot of focus was on the ship, the chips last season. And I think this is another one of their ways of being like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The chip's not really a, a huge factor in it anymore here. I was also really excited by this conversation, like originally with Cody. Um, oh, yes, that's right. Okay. So this conversation is Cody is the one that we are talking about where Cody has a really weird look and we were like trying to like get into it and like as two people who are neurodivergent try to see what the fuck those emotions could possibly be someone um, makes an emotion a face a facial expression <laughs> i couldn't even remember the word for it a facial expression i'm just like can you that, verbally tell me what that, that meant meme with the math overlay where we're like thinking is this upset are you upset with what me are you happy mean? are you com- contemplative i'm so intri- intrigued anyway I know. anyway so it's that conversation i just had to quickly mm-hmm. refresh myself um and, uh, you know, Crosshair points out that a bunch of regs have been deserting. Uh, Cody talks about um, clones questioning Order 66, and yeah. that's why they're leaving. Yeah. So, like, again, as we kind of talked about in the last episode, kind of doing a little, like, salute, hearkening back to this conversation of chips without actually ever even saying it. And once again, reinforcing the idea of, like, regardless of chips, we are people with autonomy and choices. So... Yeah, You know, you can choose what you want to choose and that has direct repercussions. That conversation obviously continues in the latter part of this episode. I loved, I mean, the look was so good because it could mean a billion different things. And then, so the comment, sorry, right, sorry, just to preface that, yeah. that Crosshair specifically says is that he says something about the Jedi being traitors. Yeah. At which point Cody, who's looking away from him, looks down with a cryptic ass look on his face and then looks back to Crosshair and like, uncomfortably yeah responds yeah that good well, soldiers follow orders that <laughs> which, fucking line which to me feels so much like uh, have you watched handmaid's tale no <laughs> um there's like so obviously there's like a you know it's like i do new, know the, i know the premise new america whatever yeah. i don't know um <laughs> i only watched a few episodes but that him responding that feels like a they say this um line where it's like oh blessed be like that's kind of like the greeting and like you know if yeah, you don't say in, that it's and like also with you yeah well in, in i a mean way. <laughs> it isn't it isn't but like basically like that feels like kind of the code word for like i'm i'm like a good empire boy i'm yeah still here. it's kind I'm of loyal. like a little like of course i agree of with course you, of course yeah but it does seem like he doesn't he's not that like 
into it, I guess. Well, again, like, it feels just so rote. Like, yeah, I'm just wanting you to know that, like, I'm not defecting. I'm okay. Yes. Yeah. I did also really like that the delivery of that line, which, like, Little League high fives D. Bradley Baker, always killing it in these episodes, <laughs> playing every character. He was literally almost every character in this episode. Yeah. But like the delivery of that line i really like that it is no longer robotic Mm -hmm. previously when we've heard good soldiers follow orders obviously it that was i i bumbled that so hard whatever um (laughs) uh it's been really robotic because it's like you know kind of a sign of like their chips activating or like them not really being in charge of their entire faculties i really like like this is like doubling down a bitch Yeah. yeah um I like that this, yeah, like you said, it's like very rote and very normal and it doesn't really feel like there's any like emotion behind it or like specific like robotic nature. It's just like kind of the thing that you say to someone that like keeps things status quo. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's just so good. And I'm, I love that cryptic look from Cody because like obviously as the episode progresses, we understand that he is like, he himself is questioning and things are pushing him to question. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I mean, there's our main plot here, but I think there's a few different like little little plots going on where i mean this is the first time we're seeing cody in a while and obviously he was in the trailer but i think all of us were kind of like what role is he going to play here what is happening we talked about that at the end of our last episode is he you know all in with the empire what happened because i don't remember if this is just a conversation that we've had but in episode three uh the movie um revenge of the sith thank you (laughs) um i don't know why i want to say return of the clones uh because it's return of the jedi is six and attack of the clones is the previous one that's why yeah (laughs) i was also gonna say that and i was like that's not no in in the movie in the third prequel movie obviously order 66 happens and uh cody quote-unquote like attacks obi-wan right as he is like programmed to do he's got no follow-through but i don't remember if this is like a fandom thing or like a just a conversation that we've had but like he seems to just like oh he fell into a pit okay well he's dead versus like a lot of other times you see order 66 happen like the clones like shoot to kill and they're like we want to see like we want to make sure that this person is dead i think the specific line in that movie is because obi-wan is it's on utapau i think yeah after he um, kills grievous yeah he's running around on a big lizard uh obi-wan is um my dream (laughs) riding into the sunset with obi-wan on a big Big lizard. lizard uh and he's like i think the lizard is like climbing on like the walls of this like cavern and then they start shooting at him the lizard falls with obi-wan and he falls down this big pit right and then everyone's like should the other clones turn to mm-hmm. cody and they're like should we go after him and he's like no one could survive that fall i believe is the line um which is like and then he like does a little i don't know he has a helmet on yeah a it's suspicious at at best. best and i i don't know i was thinking about this i think the last time we saw cody was the season seven clone wars episodes the beginning yeah. of them um um so i i it's been a minute <laughs> so this look is intriguing to me on many levels because i feel like it could mean him is he thinking about obi-wan is he thinking about all of the other jedi is he thinking about just like where he was in order 66 is he thinking about like what yeah, is he thinking about his own loyalties is he trying to suss out like what crosshair is about does like, he really think that the jedi are traitors is he like regretting that he let obi-wan live did he even aware of that like i don't know i love that he is looking and we're uh, once again we're sort of the math overlay meme in this to death <laughs> and we really shouldn't but like I love the like look ahead and down and he like furrows his brow and it kind of just looks like a little sad. Yeah. And then just like the sort of resolution of looking back up towards Crosshair and delivering this line of like rote status quo Garbo and just being like moving on. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like I love I really appreciate that Bad Batch is like putting the time and effort into having those moments Mm -hmm. and like doing a lot of character expression work with their animation, obviously, because they've got like great people working on the show but like that shit i live for is just like the thing that you know he's thinking about but he's not saying and leaving us to wonder like is i don't know i just really it was like so it. good i mean you were there but i punched my hand so hard it hurt i didn't mean your to do own it. hand my own yeah. hand yeah yeah you yeah. did um 
Okay, so out of excitement and happiness, <laughs> I will say we've been talking about this. For I'm like sorry, kind of a while, yeah. but and that's fine. But because the middle chunk of this episode is all action, very heavy with action, it feels I will say a lot like Clone Wars. It's really fun that the people of this planet that I can't remember the name of Desix, Desix. I was like Raxus. I'm like that is nope. a different planet. Desix. They are using um, recycled battle droids and assassin droids well, to defend the, their city, which is yeah. Great. I suppose they are recycled, but it, I didn't. It didn't dawn on me until a little bit into this episode that like they were previously separatists, yes, which is were. why they have these. Yeah. It's not like that um, kid that they see on um, the, the mystery of a thousand of, moons or whatever one. Yeah, where he like basically found them and reprogrammed them. Yeah, no, I, it seems like um, yeah, that makes sense that they are they were the what at Federation of Independent Planets. What is it called? Confederation. Confederation of Independent, of Independent yeah. Planets. Yeah. Um, because she talks about Mina Bonteri Mon- later. <laughs> There's we have not mentioned her yet. There is a governor whose name is Tawny Ames. Tawny who's Ames in charge of sort of defending the people of this planet at mm-hmm. this point in time. Um, as I was saying, the middle like action sort of centric part of this episode feels does feel a lot like Clone Wars. It because does it sort of clones. Also, I will say it seems that the support characters for Cody and crosshair are mostly clones because cody refers to them by names yeah um so it does have that like sort of idyllic it's almost wars vibe to it almost like uncanny it's like the uncanny valley version of tv yeah (laughs) where like you're like oh it has all of the elements but like it's got this weirder kind of like darker yeah uh, overlay and i also will say there is almost no humor there's no humor in these episodes this episode there really isn't which is not i think a detriment i think it's i mean it 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 would have been a detriment if there was humor yeah because that kind of means that like things are a little normal and like you know because it feels like a clone wars episode then you that you have clones working together we have crosshair pulling off this like crazy shot where he shoots a uh, tank right down the middle of the barrel and explodes it which was like an incredible like that was really fun yeah um but almost the like darker kind of element in here in that like they're not the good guys anymore is so eerie that it like gives the whole episode this wash of uncanny valley to it yeah it feels really like uncomfortable and i was gonna say i really like that they keep up this illusion of it being kind of like an interesting fun when it comes to like the moves that they're doing like clone wars episode up until the point where they're in that courtyard and they're um killing the droid echoes Mm -hmm. and then like that like person with their child like opens a door and they have to like be like oh we're not here to hurt you and like you know oh we're here to like bring peace or whatever and it's like this kind of weird dawning horror of like oh my god though but like it's not what we know like we've heard that kind of line before with the jedi in clone wars and being like we believe it because they're heroes we look up to Mm -hmm. and knowing that it is the same sort of line delivered to these like regular people but it's like so much more sinister than that they're not trying to bring peace like they're trying to just colonize and take over everything essentially yeah it it was a really that was a um i don't know i don't want to say turning point but it was a really interesting kind of like eye-opening moment when cody says that and i believe he says we're here to help yeah and they look the these civilians look back at him like no you're not yeah they don't really say anything they don't say anything back away but they like narrow their eyes and back away and close the door um because i think up until this point we were not that Cody has at all been established as um, really into the Empire shit, like specifically the, all the colonization that they're doing and taking yeah. over things. Um, but like he's expressed up to this point that he's he's loyal to the Empire. I mean, he's working, he's still got his commander status and like, you know, all these things. Um, so I think until this point, we are like unsure of his true motives. And I think this point, uh it confirms it establishes him as the good man that we know him to be except that like he's essentially he's working on the, the wrong, wrong side. side yeah yeah and i i don't know it was really interesting way of communicating that um very hard-hitting like way of communicating i really this kind of heartbreaking reality <laughs> yeah, that we've yeah, been given absolutely. i really like that they are taking the clone wars formula and they're sort of adding more I don't know, just like more to it. Like mm-hmm. they're adding emotion to it and understanding because like when you establish like a, a a motif that is Clone Wars and clones fighting droids and like this kind of understanding of like clones and like teamwork and stuff, I feel like it's really easy to slip back into that. But it's so good when you almost like pull the, you know, 
the rug out from underneath them and then you realize that the script is script has been flipped and who you've been rooting for is not the good guys after all like i just Mm -hmm. i feel like they're able to use like the things that we know really really effectively to tell us a new story in a way that's like incredibly humanizing yeah and like so good like this these whole action scenes especially that stuff in that courtyard with the droid echoes is like really cool action shit like uh obviously at this point we all know that you have to like roll grenades into droideka spheres so they yeah. you know can explode or whatever and i love that we have like different versions of that like at one point crosshair bounces a shot off of a shield and hits another droid yeah. up top that he couldn't see and then like some like cody throws a grenade a sticky grenade at a battle droid crosshair cody. kills it yeah. and then it slowly like i love the slow yeah. fall in and then it explodes it's like that's incredible like i love that we're seeing like new ways to do the things that we've always seen yeah uh there's really cool moments in here and Mm -hmm. i love that we are like doing these like tent poles inside of these cool moments of like remember what is actually going on here like there's shitty things afoot you know yeah like this isn't the the same old thing that you know and love it's got a a it's worse (laughs) spin on it yeah um no but i mean obviously a really important uh conversation happens between um cody and this governor Um, oh yeah once so once they finally get up to you know where she is which by the way cool action scene in there with one of them circle stairwells let me tell you i love a spiral staircase (laughs) a spiral staircase i mean we mentioned this in the scene for history fun fact but those were constructed unevenly right yeah i believe i mean like you know you go now and you see a bunch of wear and tear which i think is mostly just from like centuries of people walking up and down them but like i think the um originally the stairs were made at kind of different heights so that like when or if the castle was invaded um people who you know regularly traversed these stairwells would know kind of have an, uh, a muscle memory of like where to go and they wouldn't trip on the uneven stairway but people invading wouldn't know that and so they would be able to kind of take advantage of that um and they would fall down some stairs fall some stairs yeah and honestly like they're very uh narrow and very very steep yeah um, so I've been up and down my share of, of spiral staircases. Of old medieval spiral staircases. Yeah. Um, this was a cool scene. I really liked this. And I liked how they played up like, I don't know, it's just like battle in a weird situation. And You have this sort of like almost like brotherly bonding between Cody and Crosshair where they're bo- they both kind of get into little sticky situations and end up helping each other out. I mean, obviously they're playing on the same team, but like. I don't know. They it, don't really it, previously have that much loyalty to each other, though. Like, they haven't not really to each worked other. with each other. Yeah, they that really much. haven't beyond, like, season seven. Yeah. But, like, but Cody, Cody, like... Cody taken out pretty Yeah, quickly. he got KO'd, like, real early in. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, no, yeah. Like, you kind of... Again, they're kind of almost, like... Not they're... They're not tricking you into being, like, oh, it's just the same as but it was. But it's the feelings. But, like, like it, it's basically, like, we're setting this up to be extremely emotional when you realize that, like, they're they work really well as a team together and they're good at this, but like this is very sinister. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's that really cool uh, part where Cody has to throw the, um, the reflector reflector guy. I don't know. Communion wafer. I was calling them communion wafers. <laughs> they yeah. look like communion wafers. Big communion wafers. Big reflective communion <laughs> wafers. Um, they throw the communion wafer at you and then they shoot you with a, a water gun full of holy wine. <laughs> church anyway. <laughs> yay church um god yeah so like cody has to throw it like crosshair pulls off this like amazing shot like again his ability is very fun i i love that he's kind of a sour character but he gets all of these fun crazy um uh, performances that he gets to do with his fun sniper rifle yeah um but we get all that fun and then finally like you know we get up to the governor and Cody clearly having been influenced by Obi-Wan, the negotiator Kenobi, yeah, absolutely. pulls his helmet off and is like, let's talk about this. You know, we're here. He gives this impassioned speech and like, you know, basically wins the governor over. And then this, the imperial governor, governor who came to replace her basically is just like, oh, great. Okay. You got me out of trouble. Now kill her. And I love that Cody is like, he defends his position and like doesn't move. Like he's like, well, I promised her a peaceful resolution. So that's what we're going to do. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that this was going to happen. I like that it kind of, we do like a little build here with the tension where it's like you, but it's an order like, and Cody's like, no, sir, I can't do that and whatever. And I like that they're having this exchange. And of course, I love the way that they do this. We don't see, we only hear when Crosshair fires a shot. Because it, it, I, it. 
it's not supposed to be a surprise. I think everyone watching knew this yeah, was going to happen. Yeah, they're building to something. Because if we had had like that and then pan over and it's like, what did you do? Like, clearly that was what's going to happen. You know, Crosshair's in it to win it and he's still like, you know, gay you know looking for that promotion yeah he's just like i mean he has a job to fulfill and yeah. he's gonna do it and beyond that it's just like this is just what we do yeah good soldiers follow orders yeah he believes that perhaps more vehemently than obviously cody and what we're seeing yeah. um i just i don't know like i like the, the way that this episode has gone is really interesting because it feels like we're having once again these kind of like up and down moments between like action and like introspection and i like i like having this moment too that's kind of like the culmination of all of these things and like having it go exactly the way that you know it's gonna go but Mm -hmm. it's still being disappointing i believe uh there's like a quote like i don't know some tumblr user posted this which like in all their tumblr wisdom (laughs) um but essentially like what we love about tragedy and what is so alluring to a lot of people about like the genre of tragedy is that it's unavoidable like based solely on who the characters in the stories are like there was never any way that they were ever going to make another choice like it was always going to be this and like you kind of know that from the outset yeah and i think that's what's so um so good about this episode is that like you you kind of know that cody isn't going to follow this order because of who he is yeah um, and you know that Crosshair is going to kind of take the wheel and do it himself yeah. because of who he is. Yeah. Um, it's just very, I don't know, it's its so satisfying to have in this TV era of like plot twists and things that people don't see coming at all, which like... But like plot twists, derogatory, like un... Surprise un- plot twists that like... Unsupported y- plot twists. We're not <laughs> foreshadowed. We're not like, you know it's good to see this payoff of like, okay, we can trust that these characters are still these characters and are accurate to the way that they have been set up in the past. Even if like in Cody's case, we've only seen him for the like previous parts of this episode, but we have seen him and who he is. And we, we kind of, he's been established as being the same good person stuck in a kind of a sticky situation that he's still figuring out. Um, And we get to see kind of his conclusion to what he's going to do about it in this episode. Yeah. I, this is just such a good, I don't know. Like it just, again, like we all knew it was going to fucking go this way. It's just like, it's still so, I feel like there's like a very much, uh, we've been trained in the sort of clone wars way where it's like, Anna hope, you know, we can, we can save ourselves, <laughs> save ourselves for a hope. That's such <laughs> a weird way to put that. But like, I don't know. It's I'm like, waiting for hope. I'm waiting for hope. Um, I feel like that's always like the thing we always like, oh, no matter how, how sticky the situation is, you know, like the mm-hmm. good guys will always pull through. And like, I think this is like just a really interesting, the simple... good guys will always pull through and they will inspire others to do good. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. This is like a really simple representation of like, not everything. Like, I don't know. There's not like heroes everywhere, big time heroes everywhere, but like it does, you know, the effects of those actions do inspire others. And like, yeah. I don't know. I guess we can sort of like mm-hmm. uh, coast into the next scene, which like we've talked about these like shots that are bookends of the shots at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. From, from like, as soon as we see Crosshair, it's, it's the episode is cyclical. Like if you take out the beginning part of establishing like uh Desix and stuff, this episode is um like, you could play it back and forth and it's the same sort of setup in yeah. scenes, um, which I love that it feels so like satisfying poetic to me like so literary to me i don't know how else to explain that's probably a poor word to use but it's just again i don't know maybe it's just intentional i mean it's all intentional but it's very i don't know poetic cinema (laughs) i was gonna say i I feel like poetic is perhaps a good way to describe it just because like i don't know i think we've talked about previously with bad batch things being kind of like operatic in in a sense Mm -hmm. like in in a sort of a tragic sense this feels like poetic and like to a point sense i don't know like it feels very purposeful and like i don't know melancholic i suppose i don't know it's just it's solid it's solid writing to have these like cyclical things so we end up back at the fucking uh, war memorial mm-hmm. thing <laughs> yeah so they're so on this time they're returning they meet it they uh I, per their first conversation it's crosshair standing at the war memorial he's not facing it he's not looking at it it doesn't mean anything to him um when they're returning, they're walking back and Cody 
um, stops and he's looking at it and he's the one who talks to Crosshair and is like, he raises the question, like, are we making the galaxy a better place? And Crosshair's like, we're soldiers. It, we just do what needs to be done. Like, there's just like a rote pat answer to that um, versus their first conversation about like, you know, defying orders and loyalty and good soldiers follow orders. I think, I don't remember if something happens in the middle of this, but um, Cody says, like, this is like the end of this conversation, but he says, like, we make our own decisions, our own choices. Um, we have to live with the, we have to live with them too. Like, that means that we have to live with them as well. Um, and the, like, he walks away. I really like that, first of all, really good dialogue writing, y'all. Um, Very good dialogue writing. I, I like that specifically who calls out in that conversation, Cody does, that like, they have the the autonomy to make their own choices, unlike droids. And I like that we've obviously had an entire episode that's very kind of Clone Wars-y. And it's harkening back to Clone Wars. And I like mm -hmm. that he brings up this idea again, which I feel like was like a big broad strokes thing that we talked about in the clone-centric episodes of Clone Wars, mm -hmm. where it was like, we are different than you know battle droids because we're like people we think that's the reason that we were made for this job is because we're human beings i think it literally comes up in the first clone wars episode with in uh, ambush. Yoda ambush yeah um solid um <laughs> party but like i like that we are referencing that again at the end of this episode and i like that like i don't know again it's like you know we have autonomy we're not like we're not like i don't know the we're the not droids, machines or people but yeah. we're also not you know what people think that we are and like we have the right to do this and like but also the choices we make have consequences mm -hmm. and like we are we have to you know we're responsible for those as well like it's just like a really good like hard-hitting conversation in like three lines and i love that like this is the last line that cody says in this conversation and the last line he said in the first conversation that i have is just the rote line of like good soldiers follow yeah orders. like i like that and we can also kind of talk about this all together but like I like that Cody, uh, as we've talked about at the end of our last episode, I was, I'm very, I was very concerned, like yeah. how he was going to get introduced and like what he would come off as, because I feel like Cody is kind of a rules boy. Um, He's the OSHA officer of, of the Republic. Of the Republic. Um, so I, I feel like. Of this relationship. Of this like. relationship. Um, I feel like my concern about him being in this season when it came to his <laughs> health and well-being was that he was going to be really like rote and really like to the rules and be kind of like gung-ho for the empire now since like time has passed and that's the environment that he's been in uh i love that this episode we got like such uh, an interesting sort of soft reintroduction to him mm -hmm. and that like we got to see as a secondary character in this him come to the understanding that this is not something he wants to do yeah like and in the quietest ways again like we don't have like a a ton of like huge big conversations like obviously he does his like beautiful grandstanding monologue to the uh governor and then, and then we have that moment where when she's shot he he's like looking her in the eye and watching her die yeah, and coming yeah. to terms with the fact it's, that he's part of this yeah it feels very quiet but again i feel like it kind of like uh, calmed my concerns about like his story in this season I'm, because it, yeah. it has a lot of promise oh now. it has so much promise and i love that we don't like obviously by the end of this episode we really we learned that he's gone a wall yes but i love that we don't see him no, like quietly that. packing his bags we don't see him leaving at all we're informed of this by a third party by charlie rampart <laughs> admiral charlie rampart he's just like oh i don't know cody's just gone like <laughs> yeah i loved so right they have this conversation mm -hmm. this conversation ends and it's you can tell there's a kind of a lot of like both of the parties are thinking about like a lot of things things they've done people that have left yeah um and then obviously crosshair goes back to his like sad one is the loneliest number lifestyle uh to which point he gets called into the fucking Charlie the Rampart's same principal's way office. Yeah. Charlie Rampart's like, I'm never going to let you eat lunch again. <laughs> you can't eat lunch ever. You will never finish your soup. Um, but I love that, like, this conversation was so incredibly, like, I did not think that this was going to be the how the conversation no, went. No, this genuinely surprised me yeah. in, like, a really good and way. And I feel like at this point, I really can't be surprised. It's hard. Much. It's hard to surprise us. Um, but I love that. Yeah, like, so as you're talking about casually... Rampart is like, oh, he went AWOL. Like, I love hearing about things from a third party because it kind of feels like, in this way, it doesn't feel lazy. Like, I feel like it can feel lazy in some things, but this is just like, I don't know. It feels like we're kind of seeing things more from Crosshair's perspective where he's not privy to everything. Well, and that's the thing that I think I was going to bring up where, like, Cody's not the main character of no. this show. He's not the main character of this episode. Like, he is a catalyst in Crosshair's life. And I do appreciate, I love that, like, 
Wayne Crosser comes in and Rampart's like, you have another mission I'm giving you. And Crosser's like, oh, am I going to be working with Cody again? Yeah. Like, it's almost like I'm, he's intrigued by this and he's, I don't know, I, like interested. He, he likes Cody. He like, likes Cody. He's, you know. Familiar with him. Yeah. yeah um, he and could that's, be something that he could fill in the whole of the things that he lost, essentially. Yeah. And I think it's, he's a little intrigued or like, at least, I don't know, yeah. may, maybe this lifestyle of the rote routine is kind of grating on him at this point, And he's a, maybe a little more receptive to a philosophical conversation about purpose again. Um, <laughs> but like, he just gets told that like, he's no, he's gone AWOL. Um, and then this conversation continuing uh, with Rampart, which is this is the left turn I did not see where Rampart's like, huh, it seems like a lot of people around you end up leaving. And it's just like, yeah. And and then he's like, I wonder why that is. And I'm like, this is not a direction I thought this was going to go in. No. Because like to me, dear Charlie Rampart, it would see his like loyalty and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're 100 percent gung ho for the empire who hates you. Like this is yeah. the perfect situation. Yeah. But he's now seeming like he is suspicious of crosshair and like what he's up to or the impact he has on other people i also love that it seems like crosshair is such a big asshole (laughs) that it makes other people think about what they're doing well it's not even like i don't even think he he wasn't even a particular asshole to cody he's just like i think by the way that he's embracing his his rote nature so much or what he feels is his purpose so much that he's inadvertently driving <laughs> like people other- away from him because they look at him and they're like you're so sad he's giving people i can't like, let this happen to me crises and they leave yeah yeah like i love it's so and again didn't see that coming it's a really interesting intriguing thing to say at the like one of the last things in this episode and we get that fucking insane good lighting in his office again Very good. but like I feel like in my head, I was like, I feel like I can kind of predict where Crosshair's story is going and like he's nope. going to have a redemption arc and whatever. And I honestly was like, well, there's like kind of a few ways that it could go at the yeah. start of the season, whatever. I didn't really see Charlie Rampart thinking Crosshair is a threat to his organization as one of those possibilities. Yeah. Like there's a possibility where they try to kick him out. Like, because and Crosshair's the only one who's truly who, like, like I want to be, be here. there. Yeah, <laughs> like is the thing that's really gonna push him over the edge. People being like, "We don't want you here," and him being like, "But I want to be here. It's my whole purpose." And they're like, and they're we don't like want "You, you make too people sad. leave. You make people so sad. Please leave. You make people so sad that they have a fucking mental breakdown and leave our organization. <laughs> you are a threat to this business model." Yeah, I feel like Crosshair has um, taken a nosedive into sad man territory. He has. But like so sad that it's starting to become pathetic. Yeah, it's and well, if I know anything about um, people on Tumblr, it that's just going to make this them is love a dream come true for them. Good for you. High fi- Little League high fives for well, you guys. Listen, as, as someone who also likes sad men. I mean, I like sad characters too, but and sorry, continue. But, uh, like I, th- I'm just saying this is not my particular cup of, cup of tea. I don't know. Same. I think it's because he's sad because of because solely because of the uh, choices and ideas that he has himself. Like it's not like oh this thing happened to me and like I have nightmares about it and I'm sad. It's like I made stupid decisions. He's like I'm a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. No. I. I'm congratulations for all the the Tumblr people who love this guy. Yeah. Um, Good for you guys. Living this week. You're living. Um, I. I did not think at any point that I would be like a little sad and empathetically i guess for crosshair but uh but i kind of was in this episode because i feel like you get to the end of this episode and you're like you kind of just haven't you're kind of going through a thinking about the things that you've done phase now i think and like you're kind of just so goddamn sad about it i think he's becoming more likable because he's kind of being he's being challenged and he's no longer fighting specifically against that he's like oh Maybe I should think yeah, about that I, a little I bit. I will say I think I, I like him a little more after this episode because I think... I'll say what I've always said. What are you going to say? And that's that uh, the sexiest quality, out of, quality about a man is his ability to change. That is true. I think the first time I said that, I was talking about Dracula. The Castlevania Dracula. Oh, I was like <laughs> from the book? Not from the book. He doesn't change. He he just is. He, he just is and then sucks. he dies. Yeah, he is and then he dies. Um, okay, so do you have any... Last thoughts on this episode. Do you um, have any? Uh, I'm. I we have yet to like inform 
specific or uh, decide on specific A, B, and C plots. But I'm excited that we are getting a good chunk of our plot that seems to be specifically imperially focused without the context of the batch. Yeah. I find um, that exciting. I find that exciting as well. I don't know that we really need to lay out specific... We it, don't. Well, because here's the difference between what we were doing last season is that the entire season was already out and we had yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're all just discovering this season. We're on a journey of discovery and I'm loving it. I I'm but ba 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 loving it. Um, I don't have any particular last thoughts about the episode other than I'm... I don't know. I want to... Who decided... Whoever decided that this should be sort of like a weird bookend cyclical kind of process they i love i love them so much i just i think they're so smart and amazing they and i the just biggest high five the biggest high five biggest high five if i had i would give them. you a hundred dollars i just like <laughs> <laughs> 100 american dollars i really like there's a type of poem and i'm blanking on the name right now where like the first and third and fifth lines are all kind of either the same or like a variation of the same so like you have this repeating sort of like mantra in between like all the lines of this poem all the stanzas and i i don't know i think i'm just like a uh, i just love symmetrical repeating cyclical type devices in both tv and and you know poetry and literature and whatnot it's just some of my personal favorite things because it's so easy to compare contrast and like I don't know. You can see the change. It's like putting everything against like a white background almost in a way. Yeah. I think it also has a really interesting understanding of like time passing too. That like too. kind of like, I mean the, the passing of seasons, like things are, are cycles day and night, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like I think it has a really interesting way of like passing time in the eyes of the viewer, which I think is honestly yes. kind of hard. And mm -hmm. then like, and then we get to have a place where we understand something different about the character because you know, we've gone through this motion again. Um, do you have any last thoughts on the episode? Um, I want to say that I love the fucking art. Colors were really great in this. Clouds were really great in this. Great lighting. I mean, I <laughs> could say that about every goddamn episode. They do a good job. There's nothing specifically that I want to call out. Mm -hmm. um, predictive going forward mm -hmm. into episodes no goddamn idea i don't now that there's been a single episode that had nothing to do with the batch i feel like i'm like off kilter i'm like i can't even think about what's gonna come next it's gonna be a surprise it's so true because like i mean okay i think we can expect at least a little bit um certainty uh, with, with with a heavy amount of certainty i would say that like the rebellion is going to play a part yeah. As for exactly what the next episode is going to be, I think we're going to revisit the batch. Obviously, I don't yeah. think we're going to have another. Yeah. <laughs> another... And now it's an episode specifically and the about rest Charlie this... <laughs> being sad. It's just a tableau of sadness, Charlie Rampart style. <laughs> um, I think we're going to get uh some more rebel content here, I some nascent rebellion happening. I'm excited to see when Cody pops up again because I'm I am very intrigued by what he yes. is going to be. It's kind of uncharted territory. I think now I have new fears. I have less fears now that like Rex is going to have to kill Cody yeah. and I have new fears that Cody is just going to die. I'm scared. I'm also scared, but I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm sort of excited scared, like going on a roller coaster. Um, okay, that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be publishing episodes every Monday, so join us next time for our next episode called Faster. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also Instagram and Twitter at The Batch Pod. So if you like story and you like Star Wars, then tune in for the next episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. Bye! Bye.